Uh, as a church family, as Pete mentioned, we are halfway through our 21 days of prayer and fasting, something we do every year and uh, every January. And it's always a significant time for us where we get to set aside some of our very normal things, uh, things like eating meals or certain types of food or things we would normally do, all in an effort to seek the Lord, to seek him for his presence and his peace, for, for his healing and his power. Uh, for his correction, uh, repentance, restoration, direction. Uh, it's a wonderful time. And as Pete mentioned, you can still get in on it if you've not participated up to this point. Uh, choose to set something aside this week, maybe even today, uh, that allows you to take that moment, those times, uh, and really come before the Lord. Uh, in the middle of this fast, I've been looking at the idea of, of prayer and I'd like to look this morning at a verse in Ephesians 6, 18, as we consider the scope of how we are to pray. Ephesians 6, 18, it says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Now, you probably noticed that Paul used the word all multiple times in this one verse, four times to be exact. And I believe it's with good reason. John Stott once said that many Christians only pray sometimes with only a few prayers and only a small degree of perseverance and only for a few of the saints. But that just doesn't cut it with Paul. He stresses an all-encompassing focus in prayer, and he pushes us towards diligence on our part and to be under the power of the Holy Spirit. It can't be haphazard. It can't be half-hearted. It must be at all times, with all types of prayer, with all perseverance for all the saints. This morning, I want to examine those four areas we're to be all in on and work our way backwards on that list. The last one first, which was to make supplication for all the saints. And honestly, right out the gate, uh, it's already a challenge for many of us because we're very good at praying for ourselves, especially when things get desperate. Lord, help me. I need you. I, I'm struggling. Bless me, Lord. We pray for ourselves almost naturally, but it, it can be a struggle to pray for all the other saints, especially if you get to know some of those other saints. And yet, Paul says that's exactly what we're to do. I have to remind myself that when I, I'm looking at Christian Twitter, uh, there are so many people I am frustrated with, and they're my brothers and sisters in Christ. And Paul tells me that I'm to be praying for them. Uh, a good way to do this is, is to pray in concentric circles. You start with your smallest circle. So pray for yourself and for your family. And then, and all the needs that you have, there's nothing wrong with praying for yourself, but then go outside that circle and start praying for your small group, for your friends, for, for those people that you walk closely with. Then go outside that circle and start praying for our church. Pray for the elders and our leaders and, and for all the church family and for those people that God wants us to reach. Don't stop there. Go out into another circle 
and pray for the saints in our community, for other churches in our area. Now, go out another circle and pray for our nation and for the nations of the world. Pray for all the boy with the ball teams around the world. Pray for Brother Yao in Ghana. Pray for the students at KMTI in Kenya. Um, pray for Hudson and Gabby Center in Papua New Guinea. And pray for uh, Joelle and Grace in Singapore. Our scope of prayer, it has to be enlarged. Paul calls us to not just pray for ourselves, for our little group, for our tribe, but to pray for all the saints. The, the second all from the end of that list we're to be all in on is to pray with all perseverance. And this too can be quite a challenge for us, just like it was for the early disciples. You remember, you remember how Jesus on the night that he was betrayed and arrested was agonizing in prayer. And all the while, his three closest disciples, his inner circle, Peter, James, and John, who had been with him through thick and thin in some of the most intimate and holy moments, they're over there falling asleep. They, they couldn't even stay awake to pray with Jesus in his greatest hour of need. Could you not tarry one hour, Jesus asked? Their spirit was willing, but their flesh was very weak. But before we call out the speck in their prayer, we probably should recognize the log in our own. Um, so many of us struggle when it comes to prayer. We, we push it aside for almost any excuse. But when we do, we are diminishing the intimacy that he desires with us. And we're growing hard of hearing when he speaks. I read this last week uh, where Tim Keller was being interviewed, and he was asked this question, if you could do it all over, what would you do differently? And he quickly answered, I would pray more. No question. I would pray more. And he's not the only Christian leader or Christian I've heard say that kind of thing. It's, it's very telling. We as followers of Jesus must learn to pray, and we must learn to pray with all perseverance. Well, that, that third all from the end of the list, because we're working our way from the back forward, uh, is the um, praying with all prayer and supplication. We're to be all in on this kind of prayer. It reminds us that the prayer is not transactional. It's relational. It, it must include worship and, and listening and realignment and adjustments in our lives. Something that kind of helps me as I try to remember this is a little acronym that you can use, A-C-T-S, ACTS. The A stands for adoration and the C for confession and T stands for thanksgiving. And S finally stands for supplication. These are four different kinds of prayer that all of us as Christ followers should have in our lives on a regular basis. Adoration, where we're praising and worshiping him, hallowing his name, remembering who he is. And then confession, where we confess our sins and also our need for him. Then thanksgiving where we're expressing gratitude for all that he's done, including answering our prayer. And finally, 
supplication, where we bring petitions and requests before God, both for ourselves and for others. A-C-T-S. It's, it's one little way to keep our prayers from being like an Amazon wish list. And that leads us back to the very first thing Paul says we're to be all in on. That prayer is to be continual. We're to pray at all times. I, I mentioned this last week that Paul, he makes this appeal over and over again in his letters. He, he told the church in Rome to be constant in prayer. And he told the Colossian church to continue steadfastly in prayer, being thankful, or excuse me, being watchful in thanksgiving. And then he told the Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. It seems like we got to do a lot of talking, but this kind of continual prayer is more than an articulation of our words. It's really the posture of our hearts. I I love, and you've heard me say about this man before, I love the example of Brother Lawrence, who was a 17th century monk who, um, who worked as a cook in the kitchen of a Carmelite monastery in Paris. And Brother Lawrence exemplified humility and prayerfulness. In fact, uh, he began to draw people, the others in the monastery and others who would just come and listen to him and, and watch and learn from him. And after his death, Many of his writings, his letters were compiled into a little book called The Practice of the Presence of God. And here's something that he wrote out of that book. The time of business does not differ with me from the time of prayer. And in the noise and clatter of my kitchen, while several persons are at the same time calling for different things, I possess God in as great tranquility as if I were on my knees. Wow. Brother Lawrence, he knew how to pray at all times, regardless of what he was doing, because he was practicing the presence of God throughout his day. It's something we can be disciplined and learn into. Thomas Kelly uh, picked up on the same idea in his book, Testament of Devotion. He wrote, there is a way of ordering our mental life on more than one level at once. On one level, we can be thinking, discussing, seeing, calculating, meeting all the demands of external affairs. But deep within, behind the scenes, at a profounder level, we may also be in prayer and adoration, song and worship, and a gentle receptiveness to divine breathings. What a description of continual prayer. The, the practicing of God's presence, that no matter what our day holds, we can do it from a place of intimacy and ongoing communication and fellowship with the Father. So there you have it, Paul's all-encompassing command to pray at all times with all kinds of prayer, with all perseverance for all the saints. But... <clears throat> Of course, there's one crucial element we haven't talked about yet. It's what makes all of this possible, or better yet, he's who makes this all possible. He is who makes this all possible. The Holy Spirit, the person of the Spirit. All of this praying, it must be done in him, in the Spirit of God. It must be Spirit-given. It must be Spirit-directed. It must be Spirit-empowered. 
And, and while that certainly includes praying in tongues, which many of us uh, have received that gift, it's something that Paul said he did more than anyone else, and which he said he wanted all of us to pray in tongues as he did. I don't think that praying in the spirit is merely limited to praying in tongues. It includes that. It's a really great place to start. And, and I find myself, as I grow in the Lord, doing it more and more often every day for longer periods of time. But I think Paul is saying that any and all prayer for it to be effective must be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Everything we do that, that pleases God must be done in the Spirit. We're to live our lives in the Spirit. We're to walk in the Spirit, stay in step with the Spirit. We're to bear fruit of the Spirit. We're to sing in the Spirit and be united with one another in the Spirit. All of our spiritual disciplines are fruitless unless they're in the Spirit. And so, it makes sense that our prayer lives must be enabled and empowered and directed by the Holy Spirit. And it's why I take such great comfort out of the passage in Romans 8, verse 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Listen, everyone. If you're in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit. He's been sent. Jesus promised him. He is our helper, our advocate, our comforter, and we are desperately in need of more of him. We're not going to be effective in our lives, in our walk with Jesus, in our prayers, in our fasting without the Holy Spirit. So all of this all-encompassing prayer must be done in the Spirit. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come to fill us again, to move in us, to search our hearts, to intercede for us, to manifest your presence among us, and to minister through us with power to the world. Let me encourage each of you on this snow day in Georgia to be praying at all times, especially in these days of prayer and fasting, to be praying the all-encompassing prayer, and do it in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Donna is with me, and she's going to come and join me here, and then we're going to pray and close our time. It's, uh, I'm glad you're here with me. I'm glad all of you are with us too. What's on your heart? Just how interesting it is that when prayer um, feels effective to us, if you've prayed about something and God has answered it, how powerful that is. And yet we still have a barrier to a consistent prayer life. Hmm. 
And it made me think while Chris was talking, why is that? Why, why, if you've ever had God meet you in prayer, even once, does that not motivate you consistently to move forward? And one of the things that I have appreciated about our fasting time, um, this annual period of time, is that I pray every year when it comes up that I develop in it a, a better habit of prayer um, because it's it's the focus and we're giving up other things to add time to do it. Um, and they say 21 days, you know, makes a new habit. Um, and yet every year when I come around to this, I feel like I need a new habit. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of how I've lived the previous 11 months, it always feels like there could be more. There could be more relationally. There could be more consistency. There could be more power. Um, and we do have the Holy Spirit to help us learn how to pray. Mm-hmm. Um So I think it's practice and I think it's faith. I've decided for myself that one of the reasons I don't pray is because in that moment, what I'm really saying by my lack of prayer Mm -hmm. is that I don't believe he's going to do something about it. And there are a few situations in my life um, with people that I'm praying for to know the Lord And I'm always surprised at how I can be filled with faith in one moment and be wobbly in the next. So my prayer for us today is that, one, God would help us want to pray. And that the wanting of it would move us past whatever the barriers are, whether it's a lack of belief or um, feeling a lack of confidence that we are doing it well. Um, But whatever your hangups are, my prayer is that we, we can be compelled by a vision of him, like what Pete was talking about, that he's willing, that he's compassionate, that he hears, that he cares, and that that would move us through any of the things that keep us from hastening to the throne. That's right. That's right. Amen. Why don't you join us right where you are and let's go to the Lord. Father, thank you that you have given us prayers to pray, that you've given us access to pray them, that you've given us the Holy Spirit, our ever-present teacher in the language of prayer, Mm. in the, in the, topics of prayer, what we're supposed to be listening about and talking about with you. Mm. And you've given us this wonderful, specific, practical way to build a better habit. Mm. I'm so far from praying without ceasing, Mm. but I do believe that it's possible. And so, Father, I ask that you would move on each person, Mm. that you would identify what their barriers are, whether it's pride or unbelief or a sense of guilt or shame or any of those things that keep us from benefiting from who you are and what you've called us to. Yes, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that in this time of fasting, 
we would do what Pete said. We would lay those things down. Yes, Lord. All consolations, all distractions, all forms of unbelief, mm. idols, anything that separates us from you. Yes, Lord. And that when we see you, when we look to you, when we agree that you're the center of our lives, that it would produce fruitful prayers, prayers that we pray for others, prayers for ourselves, but that we would step into something in the in the power of prayer that we have not previously experienced, and that it would compel us into a habit, a prayer life that has all the alls in it yes, that Chris Lord. was talking about today. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray for all the saints. I pray for our church. I pray for those that are struggling today, that are hurting, that are sick, that are in great need. We hold them up. We, we offer all prayer and supplication on their behalf. We bring our requests to the Lord and ask that you would move on their behalf, bring healing, bring provision, bring life, bring freedom, bring deliverance in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray that you would teach us to persevere, Yes. to be strengthened, to, as Donna said, create a new habit that grows deeper and not forgotten. Lord, strengthen us in our weakness, increase as we decrease. And I pray that we would truly pray continuously at all times, practicing your presence day in, day out, moment by moment intimacy with you, that we would pray in the spirit on all occasions and find ourselves waking up in the spirit and going to sleep in the spirit, that even our dreams would be in the spirit, that there would be this continual communication with you that is strengthening to ourselves, but also empowering for us to be useful in your hand. Lord, we thank you for the chance to connect with you and with each other. But we pray, Lord, that you'll strengthen us to make a connection with even those beyond ourselves. Yes. Thank you for the, the chance for us to be together today. I pray that you'd keep everyone in our community safe, that you would uh, help there be minimal interruption and in power and other conveniences that we're grateful for. But mostly, Lord, I pray that you would draw each of our hearts and our families as we're able to spend this time enjoying the snow in, in Georgia, that we would sense it as God's goodness and kindness to us, and that even that would draw us closer to you. We're grateful for the time. Um, bless our people that we might be a blessing. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.